Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is Brendan Escott driving you home here on the final half hour of the Tuesday edition of Oilers Now. We've heard from Mark Spector. We've heard from Jay Woodcroft, and now we'll hear from the players. Disappointed. Disappointed group of players. Disappointed group of fans. Disappointed organization for the 12th of 13 years. And I think what frustrates everybody the most is that you've seen what can happen when you've got the right group around the core. It is a playoff group, but this year... And and the moves that Peter Shirelli made ultimately to sort of devoid this of, of forward depth. I mean, hey, we're not going to beat the dead horse all offseason, but it is official now. And you, I'm not saying that they would have been a playoff team if they had Drake Kajula or Ryan Strom, but they wouldn't be in worse position than they are right now. Their opponent tonight, the Colorado Avalanche, 5.30 for the face-off show, 7 o'clock puck drop here on 6.30, Chad. Colorado Avalanche are two points up on Arizona right now with a couple games left. That is a dogfight for the final wildcard spot. It looks like Minnesota is, uh, I don't know if they're officially eliminated yet, but they are three points back of Arizona. So uh, it's pretty much between Colorado, Arizona, which means you know the team is going to be desperate. And uh, we'll get to that in just a second with Ryan Nugent Hopkins as we jump inside our direct workwear audio vaults for product knowledge, compliancy, great pricing and innovation. Directworkwear.com. They are an Edmonton-based company. Again, Nuge expecting a desperate Colorado squad tonight. They have a lot of good aspects. I mean, uh, they skate well. Uh, they got uh, some really talented forwards and um, that can make you pay if you make mistakes. So um, they're bringing a pretty physical game too. So we got to prepare for that tonight. And uh, we know uh, they're going to be fighting for their life tonight for sure. So uh, it's going to be important to start well and uh, just maintain that through the 60. I am surprised to see Miko Koskinen back in net if for no other reason than the fact that he looks absolutely exhausted. You already knew that it was going to be a situation where his workload needed managing because of the, the, the duration of the NHL season. This is his first time in a starter's workload in this league, which is different than the KHL. And they've given him, in my opinion, too much of a crash course, crash course down this stretch. Uh, Stellars, you, you may as well see what you've got there, right? But uh, we'll see. We'll see tonight how Koskinen handles 24 out of 25 starts. Um, we'll, we'll hear right now from Ryan Nugent Hopkins in his entirety. He was talking to Bob earlier today at the rink. And uh, again, this is has been somewhat of a dejected uh, sound coming out of the locker room, but they do still have stuff to play for, according to the team. All right, Ryan, situation is what it is. So now we play out the rest of the regular season. I mean, you've had a good personal year. How do you sort of equate that with uh, and disappointment of the finality of what happened last night? Yeah, uh, just not where we want to be. So um, it's disappointing. Um, we still got three games to play here, so we got to finish hard and make sure that we have uh, at least a half-decent feeling uh, going into the summer here. So, um, you, you know, when you, you actually do finish the season hard, even if you're not in playoffs and you play well, you feel okay about yourself leaving the leaving that last day. Uh, just that you put in the effort that you could. And, um, but we're not where we 
days, so it's, uh, it's disappointing for sure. How, how challenging has this chase been? Because it has been a chase over the last 20 or 25 games. Yeah, I mean, it seems like uh, it seems like yeah, we've been chasing for a long time. So it's uh, we've been winning, and then uh, the teams that were chasing have been winning, and then we actually slowed down a bit, and we were still even, or still still there. So uh, we kept pushing and pushing, but we just couldn't uh, couldn't quite get there. So it's uh, it's, it's too bad, and uh, wasn't uh, wasn't for lack of effort this year for sure. You guys had a it was a difficult game against Anaheim. Not a lot went right in that game. Um, were you pretty comfortable with you know the compete level last night against Vegas? That's a good hockey team. Yeah, I mean, uh, I thought we played a pretty solid game against them. Um, in the end, I mean, it came down to hitting, going, hitting post to the other post, and then just sitting on the on the goal line and just uh, and not being able to finish it there. I mean, it's uh, it, I could have been tied it up right there, and then who knows what happens in overtime. So um, we were right there to the end. It's uh, again just disappointing. We couldn't get it done, but um, fought, fought hard the whole game. Uh, I mean, there was a degree of professionalism with this job, right? I mean, the, the fact is 15 of the 31 teams don't make it. That's not an excuse for not making it, but it's not about, you know, 25 years ago, 16 of 21 made it. A little bit different in terms of that regard, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, when over half don't make it, I mean, it makes it even more uh, more competitive, and uh, you got to bring it every night. I mean, that's uh, that's the key. Um, that's something that we need to take more pride in next year is uh, from the very first game. I mean, every single point matters because, I mean, uh, when it comes down to it at the end of the year, it's always within five points or six points. I mean, uh, um, so, I mean, those points are so important early in the season, and uh, it's, uh, it's a competitive league. Uh, every team's good, and any team can win any, any given night. A couple of things you guys are going to focus on tonight against Colorado. Um, just a good start for sure. I mean, uh, they played last night too, and we know that they're uh, fighting hard here right now, so uh, we need to make sure that we have a good start and uh, kind of maintain that play for the whole 60. There you go. That's Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who, as fans, I would imagine seeing him grow up and being the first overall pick back in 2011, you got to feel bad for him and how he's he's been a part of an organization that has struggled for sure. And uh, he's a part of this leadership team. And he has yet to he's, – he's got the taste of the playoffs. And this this group is dying to get back there. And I do genuinely believe that and, – and I think Mark Spector made a really good point. Right now, you're you're not – you're not at risk of use, losing your young core. Uh, obviously, you're frustrated when you miss the playoffs. I don't know how far off of expectations this team really is. I don't know if you could look at the roster the way that it was back in September and expect them to be any in, in a different spot than they are right now. But the bottom line is, I don't know that these guys are as frustrated as everybody is trying to make it seem right now, but something does need to change. And I also believe that the organization as a whole is aware of that and trying to steer it in the right direction. Now, somebody who's been around for both a couple of missed playoff years and, of course, the playoff run is Adam Larson. He sat down with Jack Michaels earlier today. Looking at this season, it's probably a little different story. I don't. I think we did better this year than, than last year. Um, and I don't think we're far off. Like if you look at standings and if you look at the roster, it's not a lot of changes, but we still took some strides this year. Um, next year is going to be a new new year for everyone, so it's uh, we just have to find a way to be more consistent with uh, with the wins. I mean, we got on an awful losing streak this year, and that kind of season kind of get away from us a little bit. And, 
When you get to that point, you, you have to stop the bleeding quicker than we were able to do this year. Uh, and it was kind of the same story last year too. So if you stay more consistent with the wins, I think when it comes down to the final stretch, um, that's what's uh, going to make you make it or break it. Is there a feeling of a bit of a lost opportunity with so many guys having career years and the West not necessarily being as strong as it's been previously? Do you guys feel like you left something on the table this year? Well, of course. I mean, every time you miss the playoffs, yeah. you feel like you're you're leaving something out there. But we were in the fight, and yeah. at that day, at that game, we were trying to play our best, but we didn't came out on the, on the right side so it's it's easy to look back when you're sitting here um, but obviously we're disappointed you whenever I, we talk you you seem to be wanting well, to point the finger at you sometimes yeah I mean I'm the first criticizer to my to my own game and yeah. I mean I've had some ups and downs I mean are you too hard on yourself sometimes I think so um, but it's easier said and done to get rid of that but I mean it's um, I mean, you go when you go through it. Uh, you're you're at the moment, and you get disappointed, and sometimes you carry it with you for too long, and that's kind of a bad thing for an NHL player because it's the next, it's a new game in a couple of days. So it's, I mean, it's been a tough year, and when you're having so many ups and downs, it's um, you start thinking more and. Hockey is not really a thinking game, so it's, the sports can suffer. Finally, how do you play these three out? Uh, obviously, there's professionalism, but the carrot of potentially getting to the playoffs isn't there. So what's the self-motivation for not only you, but the other 17 guys that are suiting up tonight? Still, we still got a lot of pride and to play for. and I mean, there's a lot of character in the rooms that has to take care of that. We're still... Playing for ourselves, playing for jobs, playing for for the fans, for the organization. So, still a lot of people that cheers for us. So it's um, we have we have still have a lot to to play for. You can just tell how frustrated they are. Hey, not uh, number one, not a fun time to be somebody interviewing them. Not a fun time for them to have to field these kinds of questions. But it was uh, inevitable. I think after a certain point. Um, Larson saying that they still have to finish hard. Ken Hitchcock earlier today said the exact same thing. We played hard yesterday, and so that's what you want to see. We didn't win yesterday, but we we're right there. We played really hard and really competed at a high level, and that's what you want to keep going. And I think uh, the players are right. You know, they want to keep playing for each other, and and then when the season's over, it's over. But it's. Uh, we had a lull of one game. The air went out of the bag. The, the loss against uh, Dallas really took the air out of everything for us. And uh, we, we, we didn't have a response against Anaheim, but we got it back last night. And, and we want to see it again tonight. This is going to be a, a team that's hungry and desperate and, and feeling it. And we've we got to play our best game if we want to be competitive. Now, obviously, a lot made of, of Connor McDavid's 
quotes in the media last night. And if you missed the beginning of the show, Bob sort of addressed that there there was a lot of pictures that we saw circulating. Obviously, I'm looking at the raw audio right now. I can tell you there was a lot of stuff pieced together, mishmashed up to make it seem like Connor was a lot more frustrated than he actually came off in the interview. So we already ran that. What I want to get to next is Ken Hitchcock's reaction to those comments and, and McDavid saying he is absolutely up to his brim with frustration. I, I love it. it. To me, if if you're frustrated and you're, it usually gets replaced sometime during the summer by by uh, determination. So I, when you put as much into the season as a lot of these players put in and you don't have success, you would hope that they'd be frustrated and angry and disappointed and whatever other emotion you want to go there. It's a very emotional game. And, and um, he... He, like a lot of other players, have poured a lot into this year. We've had a lot of guys have career years, and they're really disappointed. They wanted to keep playing. And and then to do what we've done for the last month, we've chased it hard, really hard. And and then to have it kind of just end like it ended, it's really disappointing for everybody. So you're going to get that emotion, and you're going to get it from players. You're going to get it from coaches. You're going to get it from management. It's because you pour so much into it. You've, you've talked to, been asked for comparables with him a lot, but in terms of the skating and whatnot, but in terms of desire, is there somebody that, that you've... All right, we'll get to the answer to that question momentarily that was asked by the Athletics' Daniel Nugent Bowman. But, uh, but there you go. Oilers missing the playoffs for the 12th of the last 13 years. And you could say that the turning point perhaps was that long stretch. They went uh, 21 games, I think it is, without Oscar Kleppbaum, 6, 12, and 3 in that stretch. And that really turned it around. That was so that Ken Hitchcock came aboard as the coach. And whether the team was playing guilty or whether what Hitch did was, was actually turning that team around, they had a great run. And then Kleppbaum got injured. And that sort of marked the turning point, I think. <laughs> but uh, as far as the compete level, and particularly that of his captain, you heard uh, Daniel Nugent Bowman asking that question. Hitch says, uh, kind of like Mike Madano, not a bad comparison for Connor McDavid. Well, he's a lot like Mike was, Madano was. He's he's one step away from freedom every shift, and you know, as an opposition, he just. He makes you nervous. I see players laughing at each other on the opposition because they've gotten burned or they've just about got burned and he he he, he needs half a step and he's gone and if you're even with him he's gone and you know so he's kind of the weapon that you, that we have that is you know explosive that puts everybody on their heels and makes people nervous but uh, he also needs people to go with him and um, so we need to see who who we can add to the mix to help him get his room and space because he's getting covered over pretty hard. It changes on the road. I'm able to get the matchups at home and I'm able to get him out on icings and I'm able to get some, exploit some, you know, some advantages. But on the road, it's, uh, he's, he's got five back just like he did last night. There were five guys covering over. They, there were times they weren't even forechecking when he was on the ice. They were just hanging around and waiting for him to come to him. If you know anything about football, you know that it's oftentimes the number two receiver who puts up the big numbers because the number one receiver is seeing that kind of coverage. Simple as that. If you get Connor some help, who knows what you might unlock in that player. All right, uh, we'll step aside momentarily here. First, I got to tell you, though, about Japanese Village. It's steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. Brendan Escott sitting in for Bob here on this final stretch. We'll wrap it up when we come back. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 
151 at Edmonton. It is Brendan Escott here uh, driving you home. Bob off at uh, what I understand is some sort of special lunch function down in Denver. Oilers avalanche tonight, 5.30 for the face-off show, 7 o'clock puck drop on 6.30. Chad, it is Miko Koskinen getting the call for the 24th time in the last 25 games, and a lot of people on the text line disagreeing with that. Mark in Bonneville says, what purpose does it have to play Koskinen again? What a joke of an organization. I think it's Hitchcock that gets the final call on the starting goalies, so I don't I don't know. I, I Maybe he's just trying to give Koskinen a, a chance to play out of the, the funk that he's been in. we got to see what, uh, what they've got beyond Koskinen. If he can't work the bugs out of his game that have been glaringly obvious to... Listen, if it's obvious to me, oh, is it ever obvious to other teams? And they have been exploiting it for a few weeks now. The glove hand needs work. And uh, if you listen to people like Dustin Schwartz, for example, saying that they got to work on his positioning, you know what, if that's part of it, they know a lot more than I do. But all I know is that you can't have a starting goaltender giving up those softies. He plays fantastic, and then he gives up a softie. And then he plays fantastic again, and then he gives up a softie. So if he can figure that out in the offseason, I don't think they've got a bad goaltender in that. I, I, I don't anyway, but he's got to be a lot more consistent in order for this team to have success. Comes in from Andy S. in Edmonton. Hey, Brendan and Bob. I think the Oilers have some solid pieces that have exceeded expectations. Get a couple wingers, a couple new defensemen, another goalie. Keep Hitch, keep Gretzky. We make the playoffs next year. Edmontonians are happy. Again, that's Andy S. here in Edmonton. From Calgary, it says the excuses from Bob and the players is the same old for the past 13 out of 14 years. It sounds like audio from last season. These young players would rather play elsewhere. Look at the ones who've been moved or playing much better. One coming in right now. Uh, doesn't this have to do with Stolars becoming uh, a UFA versus an RFA with the amount of games played? Uh, that's from Jeff in Sherwood Park. Well, that ship sailed. He needed 10 appearances here in order to uh, have restricted free agency rights. He didn't get that. And after a certain point, obviously, there was no way that was going to happen. So, again, Oilers Avalanche, 5.30 and 7 tonight. We'll go to this day in Oilers history. It's brought to you by New West Travel. And you can ask them about their, <clears throat> excuse me, you can ask them about their destination wedding packages and corporate employee rewards trips. Visit newwesttravel.com for more information. On this day in 1989, Edmonton's Jimmy Carson scores his 100th point of the season for the second straight year, picking up an assist for the Oilers in a 4-2 loss at Calgary. That was the final 100-point season of Carson's NHL career. This day in Oilers history is brought to you by New West Travel. Call about their destination wedding packages and corporate employee rewards trips visit newwesttravel.com for more information tonight on 6 30 chet it is oilers avalanche for the pepsi center again 5 30 for the face-off show seven o'clock puck drop uh we can uh, i was gonna rip down the lines one more time here but jack does not have them tweeted out tomorrow we do have hockey night in canada's craig Simpson coming aboard, uh, working on a couple other guests, trying to get the head coach of uh, University of Denver Pioneers Hockey, also working on Evan Bouchard for later in the week. So we will try to, uh, to nail those down in the meantime. Bob will be back tomorrow. Should be in studio, actually. They'll be flying home after the game. Appreciate you sticking around for it all. 
Up next, a news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 afternoon news with guest host Kelsey Campbell. It's Brendan Escott saying so long from the 6.30 Chat Studios. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.